Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered as always by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry of the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline. Uh, hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. Got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us. And they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. The Bone and Joint Institute, BoneandJointTN.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at FBHP.com slash ATOZ. The Aura app, protecting your information online and get a two-week free trial with our link only, Aura.com slash ATOZ. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations in the Middle Tennessee area, KrebsKubota.com. So, uh, Jack, we are trying to see if the Titans can get out of this three and six situation here and try to see if they can get to four and six and then bring the Jags to back-to-back losses at six and four. But how have you kind of taken in the last couple of games of Will Levis's starts before we hear from the new Titans starting quarterback now that he's going into start number four? Yeah, some turbulation along Will Levis's journey after such an amazing debut against the Falcons. And we talked on the Titan Up podcast. You said you hadn't listened to it yet. I recommend it. Easton Freeze had him on this week, had some deep conversations about what the future might look like and what decisions need to be made. But the one decision that we know will be made is Will Levis will be the starter moving forward into next season as well. But, you know, he struggled in the face of pressure these last couple of weeks. He's kind of really gotten the real Titans experience behind center. Um, Ryan Tannehill was very familiar with that over the last couple of years where he was kind of running for his life, just taking hits upon hits. So he's been hit 32 times in, I believe, the last three games. Yeah. That's too many times. And that's that's not a good way to develop a quarterback. I said on this, this week's podcast, if Will Levis has no time to throw, he has no time to grow. He's going to have to work through some of these mistakes, go through reads. He's going to have to learn you know, in all kinds of different situations back there with pressure breathing down his neck. But it's impossible when he doesn't have time to even get to his second read. The Titans have made this thing so hard on Will Levis, not only with the protection issues. Those have been there for the whole season. But also, you know, setting him up for failure, run, run, pass on third downs. It, it still feels like they're coaching with training wheels on Levis. I want to see them coach him like they've got nothing to lose, which they don't have anything to lose anymore. They're three and six. They're essentially eliminated from the playoff picture. So coach Levis like he has nothing to lose. Let him air it out. Let him throw it deep. Let him take shots. But you have to give him protection before you can do any of that. And right now, it's hard to throw the ball down the field when he's got to get rid of the ball in about a second and a half. Yeah, yeah. And you and Sam are both using the their the training wheels mentioned for how the yeah. Titans seem to be coaching uh, Will Levis. And the Titans did try to uh, uh, help the offensive line. They they claimed an offensive lineman off waivers. Uh, this sounds like a Key and Peel East West Shrine game name. Uh, offensive lineman Calvin Throckmorton. Uh, I saw that transaction. I said, that's not a real person. There's no way Throckmorton is a last name. And uh, Adam Holt, one of our writers at A to Z, uh, who covers the Saints for us, says, oh, yeah, he used to play in New Orleans. He's not very good. And so, okay, the Titans find another offensive lineman uh, that doesn't seem to be very good at professional football. So we'll see if uh, Calvin Throckmorton, who was a member of the West team in the East-West P and Kill, <laughs> Key and Peel Shrine game, can do that. So, 
who knows what's going to happen. Andre Diller didn't practice yesterday with a concussion. And uh, we'll see if uh, Dylan Radins can do anything at left tackle, if that's where the Titans have to go. It does seem like Daniel Brunskill um, is going to be uh, working his way back to playing right guard, which I think is a big bonus overall. But, uh, you know, Jack, you've mentioned that the Titans have nothing to lose, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Real quick, uh, Denise says, Dennis Kelly, anybody? Like, Dennis Kelly, I don't know if he's played football in, like, the last two years. Like, Dennis it's Kelly. Gonna be, it's going to be 2028. Like like people are years old now. It, yeah, he probably is. But it's going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be in the 2030s. And the Titans are going to have an offensive line problem. Is Dennis Kelly available? I, that, that's where we've been the last few years. <laughs> uh, but uh, you mentioned that the Titans have nothing to lose. That's your yeah. feeling, nothing to lose, because they have nothing to lose. The season is basically over. You said they're basically eliminated from playoff contention, but that's not at all how Will Levis feels uh, about his Titans team. Well, what could a win do on Sunday to galvanize this team going forward? For sure. I mean, it's it's a big one. We talked about today. It's only our second division game. So, I mean, we, we still got all these division games left. And as far as we see it, it's still wide open. We got to take it one day, one game at a time. And uh, it, it, it's a big one for sure. Um, but as long as we just focus on our keys and uh, what we can do individually to make those keys come to life, um, that's all we can really focus on, hopefully leaving Jacksonville with the dub on Sunday. So uh, Will Levis wants to w- leave Jacksonville with a W. He thinks it's wide open. I, I saw that uh, t- uh, clip go out yesterday in our social media across A to Z and was like, all right, you know, look, that's that's how you got to be, right? You know, Jack, how do you feel about Will Levis saying that wide open? Yeah, I mean, it's not Will Levis's job to really – tell the truth up there when it comes to where the Titans stand in the divisional race. It's his job to have optimism and, uh, you know, be, you know, always have like a hope that this team can turn it around because I mean, in this crazy sports world that we live in crazier things have happened. The Titans know that last year after blowing a lead um, when they were seven and three and the Jaguars were dead and gone until they rose from the grave, like the undertaker and retook the division. So, you know, I, I I don't hate this. I don't really know what we're expecting Will Levis to say. I, I don't think you can say really anything differently as a starting quarterback for this team that has struggled all season long. It's his job to fight until, you know, you know the fat lady sings. And unfortunately, it's going to be, what, seven, eight weeks before the fat lady officially sings. So Will Levis' head is still in the game. And while it doesn't feel like the Titans have a lot to compete for anymore other than maybe one of those top draft picks, Will Levis is still trying to win football games, and that's what he should be trying to do. Yeah, and uh, Pistol Ramsey says he's confident, right? I, I I do think Will Levis is a very confident person in mm-hmm. who he is, and we heard him talk about the confidence that he has in himself. Uh, I, this was after the Falcons game going into the short week against the Steelers. I want you feel like your confidence is, is like a priority in terms of being a contagious factor. Shoot, yeah, I mean, if you're not confident in yourself, you don't believe in yourself, nobody will. Um, Same goes for just, you know, my confidence with the entire offense. Being being the quarterback, you know, you got to make sure that you have the right mindset because, you know, guys are going to be looking to you and you got to pick guys up when they're down and and keep them neutral when things are up. So uh, it's definitely a big part of the job. So a big part of that job being the starting quarterback. So let's ask this question, Jack. I find this fascinating. We're a little buyer-sell action. If the Titans beat the Jags, they're still alive in the AFC South. Do you buy or sell that? Do you buy or sell if the Titans beat the Jags, they're still alive in the AFC South? Want to hear from you guys. 
uh, about that buy or sell situation here. But first, I want to tell you guys about the Boning Joint Institute. I am bye, bye, bye all over the Boning Joint Institute. Whenever an injury occurs in life, you have to know where you can go and turn to to people you trust, people you're confident in to help you get rid of that injury and back to uh, health and, and living your regular life. Because injuries as in adult life is just a major inconvenience in your work life, your professional life, your social life, your home life. Nobody likes dealing with those injuries that linger. Don't let it linger. Go to the Bone and Joint Institute, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care with a phenomenal facility in Franklin, Tennessee, right off I-65 and Murfreesboro Pike. Super easy to get to. They also have clinics across Williamson County for more convenience for you. Boneandjointtn.org. BetMGM.com has got a great promotion going right now for new users. If you don't like your sportsbook that you're currently on, you're not having luck, or you just want to start getting some skin in the game, BetMGM is a perfect place to do it. Sign up with our promo code ATOZ Sports, and you'll receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Sign up new users on BetMGM with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. You'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, eligible requirements. First online rule money wager only. Rewards issued in eligible loans. Best bonus specs, surprise of days. And for problem game support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So, Jack, let's get to the uh, comments. I'll send you to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch comments. If the Titans beat the Jags on Sunday, they're still in it. In the a- They're still alive in the AFC South is how we phrase the question. So, I'll let you... Uh, Go to the comments right there, Jack. What are you seeing? Steven on YouTube starts us off with a big sell. Uh, Andre Bunting is laughing. He also agrees that it's a sell. But Timmy, he's buying it. He believes there's still a shot if he beats the Jags this weekend. Um, Let's see. Eric Castillo, sell. Tighten up, buy. Darren Lee, sell. Brad, sell. Luman, he's buying it. So is Jaron Myers and Daniel Soto and Apollo. Pistol Ramsey's buying it all day. Never say die, Pistol. Um, let's see. We're continuing to go through here. Titans Kyle on YouTube says bye. Kion says yeah. Um, I believe that's a buy. Um, sell from Grim Jim. Hard sell from Johnny. Jermel's buying. Stephen King on Facebook is selling. Michael Huey is buying over on Facebook, as is Van Jeffrey and Brian Taylor made. Philip Maddox is sell all caps with a lot of exclamation points. No, um, we're talking about like this is assuming a Titans win. Like, this is you right. guys are selling if the Titans beat the Jags. Again, just, just want to make that clear to everybody who is selling fast. Cause mm-hmm. uh, 66 is selling. Jason is selling. Devin is selling. Guy Man is buying it. Um, Nathaniel Allison is selling. He's super selling. Walter Phillips sell. Jody buy. Jason buy. Sin City buy. Chris sell. Edward sell. Austin are you buying or selling the fact that the Titans are still in it to win it in the AFC South with a win over the Jags? Look, it's if they beat the Jags, they're absolutely alive because the Jags are then six and four and the Titans are four and six. You would have loved to obviously beat the Bucks on Sunday this past week, but that didn't happen. So we can't continue to cry over that. Uh, but, you know, six and four to four and six, that's the distance from first place to last place in the division. Like it's not insurmountable. There's a lot of games to go and you have uh, another game against the Jags, another game against the Colts and uh, two games against the Houston Texans. And I, I understand that a lot of people that are selling this are saying it's because of 
They think CJ Stroud is an MVP candidate uh, and all of these things. But if the Titans beat the Jags on Sunday, you should absolutely buy the fact that the Titans are still alive in the AFC South. Because then guess what? You have the Carolina Panthers at home uh, the following week if you beat the Jags. Now you have a chance to get the six and six with five games left, four of which are against division opponents. And then you have the Colts coming to Nashville after the Panthers. Again, like it, Edward says, if, if, if. Well, yeah, that, that's what we're talking about right now. If the Titans beat the Jags, they have a chance to legitimately win three games in a row and get to seven and six. And that's what they would have to do. I'm not saying I'm predicting that to happen, but if they want to get back in this thing, you beat the Jags in Jacksonville. You gain a lot of confidence, beat one of the worst uh, three teams in the NFL and the Panthers at home, where you haven't lost. Then you come back and you beat the Colts again uh, at home where you haven't lost. And you're right there. I mean, you're right there. But so Alex and if and buts, of course, if and buts, I'm not predicting this, but if the Titans beat the Jags in Jacksonville, they're absolutely still alive uh, right now in the AFC South. I hear what you're saying, and usually I'm a glass-half-full Titans fan on this show. I'm the one who brings optimism when times are tough. I'm the light at the end of the tunnel. I always see the good, not the bad. But I'm selling it, Austin. <laughs> the Titans the, the Titans can't win on the road and haven't won on the road since November of last year against the Green Bay Packers, a game that we all like to go back as Titans fans to remember because there has been only dark times since. The Titans are 3-13 and 13 in their last 16 games. This Titans, I, the, the DNA within this Titans team has altered. It has been changed. And I, I understand you've got five divisional games left, right? So mathematically, you've got a shot. But if you can't win on the road and you've really got no margin for error the, way, the rest of the way, how are you going to pull off a win on the road at Miami? How are you going to beat a, a, a really vastly improved Texans team on the road late in the season? And it's not just the Jags you have to worry about. While everyone does expect the Jags to come out on top, you've got to also find a way to jump the Houston Texans. That's no easy task right there with the way C.J. Stroud's been playing. D'Amico Ryans looks like a great great hire down there. I I just don't think that there's a path this year. And I like you're going to have to win probably six of your last seven. Austin, the Titans haven't won back-to-back games since, again, November of last year. So I'm selling the fact that they're still in it, even if they get a win. I do think that they're going to be juiced up heading into Jacksonville. That you know, if you can't get up for the Jags, then what? Who can you get up for? Like, you know, even in Tennessee, Vols fans will understand this reference. Even when the Vols are bad, they find a way to beat Kentucky. Even when the Titans are bad, they've got to find a way to beat the Jags. Like that's that's what this rivalry has been the last decade. But even if you do beat the Jags, I don't trust them enough to to make a run at the AFC South. They're already in such a big hole, and time is ticking to get out of it. All right, so I get what you're saying there. Like I I understand that it's a hard thing to buy, but I do think the way this AFC South is starting to take shape, there is opportunity the Titans can take advantage of. Uh, And Eric says, why would you even want to make the playoffs? With this bad of a team. So, like, to answer Eric's question, in this, again, hypothetical conversation we're having that we understand we're talking about if the Titans beat the Jags on Sunday in Jacksonville, 
four and six Titans, six and four Jags. Why would you want to make the playoffs with this bad of a team? That would mean, Eric, that Will Levis was able to string together an incredible final eight games of the season to make the playoffs as a rookie when he took over in a bad spot with a terrible offensive line that's not getting fixed by Throckmorton. Like, I think, <laughs> like, Eric, if that happens, they are no longer this bad of a team, as you're saying, right? Because it, Will Levis yeah. has pulled them out of it, if this is the case. And Eric, I'm not saying Eric Castillo is a bad fan. He's in here all the time. I do. I, Eric is a good fan. However, I, I get frustrated with comments like that just because it feels like they're in a championship or bust mentality. When in reality, there's 31 teams that aren't gonna that are gonna go home losers this season. And I know for a fact if the Titans get into the playoffs, Eric will be at a watch party somewhere. He may be at a bar watching. He hell, he may even make the trip. So I, like everyone is fired up when you make the playoffs. So just because you're a bad team in the playoffs doesn't mean it's any it's not any fun. Like that that is that is why we watch these games. That is why we put ourselves through hell for four months watching this brand of football is for a shot at the playoffs because you get a ticket to the dance, anything can happen. We saw it in 2019. We've seen it before with the Ravens in the playoffs. Just get in and anything can happen. However, I think that that's much easier said than done, and I think that there's a slim to none um, chance of that happening for the Titans this year. Yeah, uh, so look, Sin City Titan says uh, exactly uh, Austin right there. Jamie says playoffs, this team is dead. And that's what Will Levis is saying. They're not, you know, and I, I, I buy what Will Levis is saying right here yesterday in his press conference. What could a win do on Sunday to galvanize this team going forward? For sure. I mean, it's, it's a big one. We talked about today. It's only our second division game. So, I mean, we, we still got all these division games left. And as far as we see it, it's still wide open. We got to take it one day, one game at a time. And uh, it, it, it's a big one for sure. Um, but as long as we just focus on our keys and uh, what we can do individually to make those keys come to life, um, that's all we can really focus on. Hopefully leaving Jacksonville with the dub on Sunday. And Burton, a new channel five there. So somebody in the chat brought up a really good uh, question about uh, this AFC South race and really how the twists and turns can continue. I'll get to that here in a second, but first Krebs Kubota is where you need to turn for all of your equipment needs. Krebs They've got three great locations in the mid-state area, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro. Uh, also an elite Kubota dealer, which means they have the best equipment and the best brand and the best warranties of anywhere else you're going to find. So Krebs Kubota, family owned and operated with the direct line to the Kubota National. Uh, they've got you taken care of there. Uh, family owned and operated for over 18 years. They started with one store in Columbia. They're so good at what they do in creating relationships and good customer satisfaction and quality that they've been able to expand over the years to Franklin and in Murfreesboro. So go check out whenever you uh, need that equipment, you have that project around the house, or if you need to rent something online at KrebsKubota.com. If you're looking to get into some sports betting, check out BetMGM.com, the king of sports books. They call them that for a reason. That's because the selection is unmatched. It's easy to navigate for new users. Speaking of new users, if anybody is looking to sign up with BetMGM, new users can plug in our code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. If you win, you keep the cash and you get to move forward in the green. If you lose, BetMGM gives you another chance, a little double jeopardy, if you will, to get back in the green on the right side of things and start making some real money 
with sports betting. So de- make sure you download the BetMGM app. Plug in our code when you sign up. ATOZ Sports to get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. All right. So uh, I do want to get to the comment that I saw earlier. It has uh, disappeared from my feed. Uh, it's been uh, too many um, feeds, ago, uh, too many comments ago. So it was about what's the Jags schedule like coming up. And that is the, that is a very important aspect of the AFC South race coming down the wire because you've got the Jags at six and three right behind them. You've got the Houston Texans that have surprised everybody at five and four and the Colts are sitting at five and five and the Titans right back there at three and six. So if you look at the Jacksonville Jaguars schedule, they've got the Titans this week, right? We've talked about this in our hypothetical of if, if the Titans beat the Jags, they're still alive in the AFC South, right? Then the, after the Titans, the Jags have the Texans, the Bengals, the Browns, and the Ravens. So their next five wow. games are Titans, Texans, Bengals, Browns, Ravens. And so even though Deshaun Watson is out the rest of the year with a shoulder uh, break in his and a bone break in his shoulder, you know, they play them, you know, four weeks from now, and they'll have a chance to really, you know, turn things around. That defense is nothing, nothing to mess with. But the Texans, Bengals, Browns, Ravens is a brutal stretch of games. If the Titans can take advantage of what this is, uh, you know, the, the Jags just got walloped by the Niners 34 to three and the Titans have a chance to do something there. And that's a tough spot. So now it, the Jags are going to have to go through that ringer. The Texans are the team you got to worry about, right? Because they're playing the fourth place schedule because over their next stretch of games, it's Cardinals, uh, Jags that we had just talked about, Broncos, Jets, Titans, Browns. So the the Texans have an opportunity to really do some damage here um, with the schedule break that they've gotten in the emergence of C.J. Stroud as a legitimate superstar. Yeah, you're right about that. And, you know, when the schedule came out for the Titans, I think a lot of people had um, post, the, the post-by-week schedule as one of the more favorable runs to finish the season across the league. Well, things have changed because Shane Steichen's a good coach in Indianapolis, and they've won five games. The Texans are five and four. Like nobody expected these teams to be as good as they are, and it's only. I, I think know, with the Colts, get... though, because let's talk about the Colts for a second. Because yes, they're five okay. and five, but like their wins this season, or the last two weeks, they've beaten the Panthers and the Patriots, right? So like that's how they got to five and five. I think if the Titans were sitting there at three and five and they played the Patriots and the Panthers, the Titans would also be five and five. You see what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't no, think I get it. I, the, and that's just how their schedule broke. Now the Colts have to go Bucks, Titans, Bengals, Steelers, Falcons. You know, they're going to be able to, to maybe win some of those games, but I think it's really about can the Titans muck up this division enough to in, involve themselves in the race between the Jags and the Texans. And I think the answer to that is no. I, I just don't think that they're capable of doing that this year. I, I think the time has passed. You had a chance, and but you had to beat the Steelers or the Bucks. You didn't beat either of them. And you've put yourself in a position where you have to have just about everything in the world go right for you in order to win this division. And there's three teams you got to jump. The chances are that one of them wins three or four games down the stretch. Pretty high. So the Titans are in a big-time hole. 
they're absolutely in a big time hole. I, I don't think anybody should deny the hole that they're mm-hmm. in like that. I, I'm with you um, on that. Luman says you got to lurk around 500. And again, that's what we're saying. The opportunity to beat the Jags while the Jags are down is a chance to, uh, you know, get to that, that lurkable 500 spot where you've got, you know, your version of Panthers and uh, Patriots coming up is Panthers Colts back-to-back home games where you can use those scheduling breaks to get out of your hole. That's the yeah, whole point. And, and being four and four, like say, say you beat the Steelers. If the Titans were four and four, I would not be, I would not have this attitude right now, but they lost that game, a game they probably should have won. The Steelers are winning games left and right that they shouldn't, they have no business winning, but that's just Mike Tomlin. If the Titans had won that game, I think they would have had a little more energy against the Bucs. I don't know if they would have beat them. They looked so badly against them that I, there's no amount of energy in this world that have could have that, that could have saved them. But I, I just think that that was your opportunity to get back in this thing, and it slipped through your fingers at the end of the game. Uh, let's see. Another comment. Balazar says, this is exactly the opposite of last season. Jags were in the dumps and turned it around, and the Titans lost it. All it takes is one injury. And, you know, I don't disagree completely because I, around this time is when the Titans lost uh, or beat uh, the Bengals. Uh, I'm sorry, beat the Packers, lost the Bengals on a tough one. And then Ryan Tannehill was basically out uh, shortly after his uh, second ankle injury. And who knows what's going to happen with the Jags and their ability to stay healthy or or how it all breaks. Uh, uh, a, a super chat to get to. Andre says the Titans, they just love pain. Uh, Andre also says, I'm with Eric. Rather secure a blue chip player than line up to get mule kicked uh, for being somewhere you don't belong. Left tackles won't be available between picks 19 and 22. So how do you feel about Andre's uh, comment there? But, you know, left tackles typically, yeah, are not available 19 through 22. um, But you're not also guaranteed to get a blue chip player either, you know, wherever you pick in the from six to 10. Yeah, as a vocabulary fanatic, I really appreciate the usage of the verb mule kicked. But, yes. uh, you know, I, I I just I would rather go into the postseason with blind optimism and a chance to win because there are teams like the Lions and there are teams like the Bears and there are teams across the league that don't get into the playoffs often. And I feel like just because of recent success, maybe Titans fans are taking that for granted a little being a part of the playoffs is so much fun and you i mean you center your whole weekend around it i wouldn't give that up for you know a chance at the second best left tackle in the draft like i i i i would much rather make the playoffs and convince myself that the titans have a chance to win a game um that then you know get excited about maybe the second best left tackle prospect in the draft that's just me i'm i'm a, i'm a fan i like to see my team win um but i understand that there is future issues to worry about here there's how how do you mold the future of the titans offense around will levis with late draft picks that's another conversation to have and it, yeah, I, I, it's a fair point but i, I would take, rather see them make the playoff i want to take andre's comment and balazar fires comment and kind of put them in a blender or or you know cookie dough them together for a second all right but before like the show like the show we need more likes on the show you guys a lot of people are watching but we need more likes uh, on the show so please hit that thumbs up button for us so if you think balazar fires saying you know, this is the opposite of last year where the, the Jags were in the dumps. They came out of it. The Titans were seven and three and they just completely fell off a cliff. Right. So you were sitting there 
in the last week of the season with the Titans, you know, you know, army crawling on glass to that Jags game to try to get to the playoffs where it was winning in right through all the glass scrapes you've got right there and all the injuries. Yeah. I looking back, it was better that they did not army crawl their way through glass to the playoffs and then get that 19th overall pick or whatever to get nobody. And you don't have Peter Skronsky. So looking back, I hate to say it, but he's not here to hear it. So nobody tell him Zach was right <laughs> about that. I wanted the Titans to make the playoffs. Zach said, no, go get a pick number 11 and get somebody you can rely on. But in this situation, you're not going to get in the playoffs by army crawling through broken glass. This would be a rising undertaker style out of the coffin and you're rolling through it. And then you take that momentum into an off off season where you've got $90 million and now a new quarterback and a load of hope because you were able to get out of that and re- resurrect yourself into a playoff team. No, I Does agree. that make sense it, though? Like it, it no, is 100%. different. No, a hundred percent. It does. It's, it, I think it's just hard for a lot of fans to, to throw in the, you know, wave the white flag, throw in the towel. It's, you know, I, just, whenever they play on Sundays, I hope they win. And that's just how, you know, I, I've lived here my whole life. I want them to win every time they play. But I understand that winning can set you back in certain instances, like the example that you just brought up. Purgatory sets you back. Yeah. And be bottom, be it, bottom 10 or top 10. You don't want to be the but, middle. But, 10. but like, it's, you're not in purgatory if you think you have your quarterback. Yeah, you sure. Know? Yeah. Because there's, I mean, that's, there's a glimmer of hope whenever you have a, a young quarterback that you believe in. I mean, it's 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 turning over a new leaf. It's starting over. And I think a lot of Titans fans would love to start over like right now and restart this season and maybe, you know, go ahead and push fast forward on the on the click remote from from Adam Sandler's movie to fast forward to this offseason. But I mean, you know, and another part of this being in this purgatory stage is trying to find pieces that work for the future. And outside of Will Levis, there isn't really anybody on this Titans team that I'm excited to see grow, right? Like, I mean, Skaronsky's great, but he already feels like a known commodity to me, being the best offensive lineman on that tackle. There's nobody else I'm really excited to see grow. Like, Traylon Burks hasn't taken that next step. Chickaconquo's taking a step back. Kyle Phillips has emerged, but, you know, for what? Who cares? There's just nobody else that offers that sense of hope like Will Levis does. Yeah, no, I, I hear you on that. All right, A to Z Sports here live on this Thursday. I'm seeing some people wave the white flags with some emojis uh, in the <laughs> chat. Amar uh, has a bunch of white flags. Uh, Darren Lee with a bunch of white flags. Get Back Mo with a bunch of white flags. The funny thing about it is like, Get Back Mo's on Facebook waving the white flag. Darren's on YouTube. They can't see each other. <laughs> they both were waving the white flag to get this thing started uh, with several other people jumping in on that. Uh, too. So, um, all right, Jack. So we've got some inside the locker room audio. We want a video. We want to play a Titans player knows how to expose Trevor Lawrence. So we'll see if we, uh, how we feel about this comment coming up here shortly, but first want to tell everybody um, about our great friends at farm Bureau health plans, farm Bureau health plans can help you save money on your health coverage but also get better health coverage. How is that possible? I don't know, but Farm Bureau Health Plan has been doing it for 75 years uh, for Tennesseans across the entire state. Uh, Zach saved 20% 
on his health plan uh, per month, but also got better coverage. Now he's got uh, contact allowance. He can go to the dentist and not have to pay out of pocket uh, like that either. So farm your health plans can do that. And they help you out with whatever stage of life you're in. Maybe you're a, a single entrepreneur, independent contractor type uh, person trying to go out there uh, and attack life and you need somewhere else to go for your health coverage. Farm your health plans can absolutely be that for you. Maybe your family is growing and you want to make sure that you have the right uh, coverage and plan for that growth. And maybe your uh, family is out of the house and you're empty nested with your spouse and you need that extra layer of, of coverage later in life. Farm Bureau Health Plans literally does it all. And it's so easy to get your start, your plan started at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Get started over at BetMGM if you're looking to get into sports betting. There's a great Thursday night football game going on tonight. If you want to jump in on the action, do it with BetMGM and do it with our bonus code A to Z Sports, ATOZ Sports. Gets you up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. It's double jeopardy. They've got your back if you miss that first bet. If you lose on Thursday, you can still win on Friday with BetMGM and with our bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, let's go to the locker room with Titans edge rusher and entertainer Arden Key on facing his former teammate and Jags quarterback Trevor Lawrence. I feel like you have knowing some of the personnel there, and specifically with Trevor Lawrence, just how much he's grown. Yeah, he's grown tremendously. Um, but I, I realized, you know, being there, if we if we could take a, take away his first read, then the rest the rest is allowed to get there and things of that sort. They get the ball out fast um, with the first read. If the first read there, he's throwing it right right there right now. Um, if it's not, then you see the kind of hesitation, things of that sort. So we we know and realize that we got to take away the first read so we're able to get to him. How would you describe the prepare for an offense that has so many weapons? Oh, it's tough. It's tough. Um, but I mean, Trevor Lawrence run the show. I mean, if 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 we can get him get him rattled a lot, then a lot of those throws that he he makes, he won't be able to make. Get him rattled. Take away that first read. I feel like Arden Key wanted to say more descriptive words, but he kind of held himself a little bit. You never want to add bulletin board material to a team that's coming off of a 31 point loss like the Jags are. But I, I do feel like Arden key has some insight into Trevor Lawrence uh, from practicing against him and playing, and, you know, being his teammate. And obviously the Titans have played against Trevor Lawrence uh, several times already during his young career, this being year three. So Jack, how do you, how do you, as a, as a Titans fan host, a Titan up podcast, how do you accept or how do you take in and consume that comment from Arden Key? Yeah, I don't, I don't think he said anything that's not true. I mean, with any quarterback, whenever you take away their first read, they're going to struggle a little bit more, right? And I, I, I've got a couple thoughts here. I don't want to be too hard on Arden Key because he's going to be amped for this game. And if he plays well against the Jags, I think a lot of people will forgive him for, you know, kind of being a ghost early on in the season. But I wonder if this is the right message from the wrong messenger. Arden Key, just two and a half sacks on the season, 14 tackles. That's tied with Trey Avery. Like I, He just hasn't made that big of an impact. So when he is the one revealing what the Titans need to do against Trevor Lawrence and, and kind of you know pushing the envelope just a little bit, I wonder if that is his spot to be. I, I just wonder if that's his place. Um, I, I will say this, though. Trevor Lawrence could be ripe for the for the picking. He's been sacked eight times in his last two games, and he may be a little sped up mentally already. 
So that could play in the Titans' favor. It's like when you're at bat against an ace in the MLB and he's throwing 98. You're sitting fastball. You're trying to time that fastball. And the third time you come up to bat, they bring in a relief pitcher. And you're still kind of you're still ready for that fastball. He's got you the first few times. You want to hit that fastball. You've been looking at it all day long. But it's a new pitcher. And maybe they bring off speed. They throw the curve. The Titans have an opportunity to throw the curve when Trevor Trevor Lawrence is looking for the fastball. I just don't, you know, and I hope Arden Key's able to get there. I hope he's able to throw that curveball at Trevor Lawrence. But what I've seen this year is that the only two people that are going to be able to throw the curve are going to be Jeffrey Simmons and Danico Autry. Well, Harold Landry's got five sacks this year as well, so he's capable. But I just want to see more from Arden Key. I understand that he's got familiarity with, with Lawrence, but I just I just wonder how effective he's going to be if he hasn't been effective up to this point, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, and and <clears throat> like, he's not wrong, but it's like, he is either wrong messenger for this. I don't know if I, you know, can, can, you know, buy that because he played in the Jags last season. And I think he's got that insight that, you know, you have with teammates that are no longer your teammates. And I, I cut off the beginning of that clip because it wasn't relevant to, uh, to the, the conversation about Trevor Lawrence, but the conversation with Arden Key began with how do you keep yourself level and keep yourself, you know, not exhaust all of your energy too early in the week, knowing what this game is. And Arden has been very vocal about the Jags didn't believe in him as a full-time player and they let him walk and he felt disrespected by that. And he wanted to come earn it here. Has he earned it here? You know, still completely up for grabs. I mean, he's seen, he's had flashes, but he had a lot more sacks against Andre Dillard in training camp than he'll ever have in his career yeah. regular season or playoff games combined. And those sacks look a whole lot less impressive <laughs> after watching. Yeah, Andre I mean, it Dillard makes sense. Field. Everybody knows now that Arden Key was not exaggerating when he said, yeah, I had about seven sacks today in training camp practice because he was playing Andre Dillard. Sadly, you're right. Uh, you know, it's, it's been really disappointing to watch Andre Dillard, but may, maybe that's the confidence boost that uh, Arden Key needs this week. Just set him up against Dillard, although he's not practicing, and, and boost his confidence heading into the Jags week. Uh, uh, he's got, he's absolutely going to be a, a key player to watch in this game, but he's got to prove it. You know, he's on this prove it deal. He's at some point he's going to have to prove it to you know even if it's not the Titans to everyone else around the league that he's capable of being that guy off the edge that teams need to rush the passion rest the passer and, and beat up on the quarterback a little bit. He hadn't done that yet. There's still time to do it. No better time than the present and against Jacksonville though. Yeah. Uh, now I do, I do. Trevor Lawrence has been good this year, but statistically he has been not super great, right? Like, you know, he's only got nine touchdown passes uh, to six interceptions in nine games. He's also credited with seven fumbles so far this season. Now, not all have been lost fumbles, but he's been credited with seven fumbles. That's not far away from one fumble a game. So if you're if you're the Tennessee Titans, how many times this season have we talked about, well, this team got right against you? Deshaun Watson uh, got right against you, but it really wasn't getting times. right. It was just he beat you up. Yeah, six times mm -hmm. getting right. And so you want to be able to get right against the Jags. You haven't been able to run the football. You haven't been able to get after a passer and you haven't been able to force turnovers. And so if you can exactly. try to get right against the franchise that Derek Henry has 
consistently and historically owned and a, a quarterback who is turnover prone and you can be opportunistic in that. I, I think it, there's complementary aspects of the game go in a bunch of different ways, but if you can disrupt Trevor Lawrence and get an early turnover to get a touchdown early to then have confidence. You can run the football and be more patient with it with Derek Henry. Cause you scored early points and early touchdowns. Then maybe you can feel better about your recipe for success. that we talk about with adventure science center every game day, mm-hmm. be, but because yeah. you're not forcing turnovers, you're not getting off the field. You can't sack the quarterback. And then you can't get leads. You can't run the football. And now you're getting sacked and turn the ball over. That's what leads to two score losses. And we've talked about it all season on the game day show is the Titans have won the turnover battle just once this season. And it was against the Browns and a blowout loss. So, I mean, what does that really even matter? If you're not turning the ball over, well, then maybe sacks aren't enough anymore. And if you do plan on, you know, pulling yourself back in this race, sacks aren't going to be enough. You got to get the football as well. You can't leave any meat on the bone when you get to the quarterback. You go for that football and, and set your offense up in plus territory. I'm tired of seeing Will, or I'm, I'm tired of seeing Nick Folk on the field. Let's get Will Levis into the end zone. Let's find a way to get Derrick Henry in, in the end zone. How do you do that? You you know you create a strip sack situation. You, you you recover the football on Jacksonville's twenty. Then you know your offense is set up for success. So I, I want to see turnovers. I want to see strip sacks. And if you really are serious about pulling yourself back into the playoff picture, you're going to have to start winning the turnover battle. And the way this secondary has been playing this year, I'm not exactly counting on them to come away with interceptions. So it's got to be the pass rush. Yeah. And uh, Andre super chat says the hype for key is also Andre Dillard's <laughs> fault. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, cosign. Okay. So let's ask this question here, Jack. I didn't mean to kick on that. Uh, click on that question. Or comment, but let's ask this question to everybody here, Jack. How much do you trust the Titans defense to actually put pressure on Trevor Lawrence? How much do you actually trust this Titans defense to put pressure on Trevor Lawrence in this game? We'll get to your answers here in a second, but first, the OR app can protect your information online. They've been doing it for me since April and it's worked out phenomenally. Uh, or identified 30 data brokers who were selling my information and profiting off of my information. And our sponsor aura ripped my info away from those data brokers. And I don't get spam calls anymore. I get a lot less junk emails, which is way more manageable than having, you know, nobody wants to clear out their email inbox, you know, twice a day with 30, whatever emails that you didn't sign up for, or can protect your information just like they're doing me, uh, mine. Uh, they've also got password management and protection as well. If you have kids on the home Wi-Fi on the devices, you can do and set up parental controls for those devices. Uh, many, many things that the Aura app can do. And you get a two-week free trial when you sign up with our link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. I saw somebody commented yesterday saying that they signed up with Aura on the show. But Aura.com slash ATOZ for a two-week free trial. They got rid of 30 data brokers in like five or six days for me. And you get two full weeks for free. Aura.com slash ATOZ. BetMGM's got a great promotion going right now. And if you're looking for a new sports book, you're tired of the old one, you want to switch up your luck, do it with BetMGM and do it with our bonus code A to Z Sports. If you plug in our bonus code A to Z Sports, you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. No sweat if you lose it. BetMGM's got your back. As long as you use our promo code when you sign up, BetMGM's going to give you up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. They want you to win. We want you to win. Here's how you win. 
Use our code ATOZ Sports. All right, Jack, let's ask the question here. How much do you trust the Titans defense to put pressure on Trevor Lawrence? Let's go one through 10, like we typically do, one through 10 scale for trust levels. How much do you trust that the Titans can pressure Trevor Lawrence? What do the comments have to say? Andre starting us off hot on YouTube with a big old zero. Jaron on Facebook with a donut as well. Uh, Jaquan says 10%, so that would be a one. That's the game we're playing. We're going one to 10. Michael Kennedy, zero. Stephen King's in the negatives at negative 10. Man. Clayton Smith says one. Jerry Toombs says zero pressure. Uh, Bjork or Bork says four. Eric says two. Andrew says zero. Titans Fox says zero percent. Matt Stotler, six and a half. Uh, Guy and Kindrell says none. Luman going pro score, 8.43. Willie Madden, zero percent. Jags got juice, six. Uh, let's see. Very little from Jeff Rubel. Uh, Jay says two, one from Danny Titans, Kyle, two and a half Demario six Christian, 1.11 Caleb four Scott four Linwood, seven and a half. Um, I trust them about a seven says pistol Kendrell, uh, back in at a three Billy four Richie four Jaquan one. So a lot of low answers here when, you know, getting pressure has been the Titans identity on defense over the last few years. Austin first, how do you feel about those low numbers coming in? Second, give me your answer on this question. I think first the low numbers from the fans are uh, fair because the Titans have not been able to do that. They kind of pressured Baker a little bit, but not like enough to really have an impact. And I think Baker and Trevor Lawrence are similar in one way, they're not similar in the fact that Trevor Lawrence is like 6'5", and Baker Mayfield might be 5'11". Uh, but you've also got the, the fact that they scramble. These two guys move, and they extend the play. And that could either be a good thing or a bad thing for the Titans' defense. Extending the play can help you get after them if you are agile enough to do that. Or if you're not, then Trevor Lawrence could torch you with his legs. Um, and so... I, I really haven't seen a team torch the Titans with quarterback legs outside of Deshaun Watson this year. And he even made it easy on the Titans a couple times too. But I, I think for my, my actual answer on this, I want to go five and a half. I, I mean, I'm, I'm not on the fence, but well, I am like swinging my second leg over the fence towards the positive side of it. Five and a half confidence or trust in the Titans ability to get pressure on Lawrence, because I think the, the Jags O line isn't super great. They've only uh, given up 24 sacks on Trevor Lawrence this year. And you mentioned earlier, eight of those have been in the last two games. But if you do the 24 divided by nine, that's under three sacks a game. So it's not like they're set getting him sacked a lot, but I, I do think this is a game where Titans front guys can win one-on-one battles where they haven't been able to against Tristan Wirfs in the Bucks and yeah. some other uh, offensive lines previously. So I'm at a four, and the reason oh, why I'm – Sorry, one more, one more thing. I also oh. don't expect, like, the Steelers game, Kenny Pickett had sore ribs, and it was an extra emphasis to get the ball out quick, so it was hard to get after him. I don't think the Jags' game plan is going to be that focused on the quick game like the Steelers were. So I think that goes in the Titans' favor too. Yeah, I you know I, I hear that. I'm at a four. However, I, when's the last time 
that you saw the Titans come down with a coverage sack where the wide receivers couldn't get open against the secondary and the quarterback held onto it for so long that eventually the pass rush got there and took him down. I haven't seen that happen in quite a while. And when you're going up against receivers like Christian Kirk and the quiet but capable Calvin Ridley, along with Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne out of the backfield is a great pass catcher. I just think that he's going to have so many options so early that it's going to be hard to give this pass rush enough time to get home. I'm not worried about the talent the Titans have up front. I just think that the pass catchers the Jaguars have will be able to get separation early in routes and make life on Trevor Lawrence easy. And unlike what Arden Key said about pressuring him, taking away that first read, I think he's going to have four great options at all times, and he's going to be able to get the ball out on time. But again, I go back to the stat. He's been sacked eight times in his last two games. So maybe mentally he's sped up a little bit. Maybe he throws a ball a little quicker than he should. Maybe he holds on to it too long one time. I just, you know, I I feel like those things are more unlikely than they are likely. So I'm at a four right now. And that's not to say anything against the Titans pass rush. It's just I believe the Jaguars have enough at the skill positions to make Lawrence's life easy this weekend. Yeah. I'm not going to hate on that answer. Um, I, I want to go looking at the uh, Lou man says uh, more blitz sacks. I see uh, Jack, Jack bong. I don't know. If Lou man's <laughs> got a new name for new nickname for Jack, uh, but you know, I don't know if the Titans can afford to blitz because you've got Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne who are really good. And that's like linebacker matchups, right? I'm not blitzing anybody else to make one of the Titans poor coverage linebackers have more pressure on them to cover ETN or Evan Ingram. I, that's not a good mm-hmm. recipe for me either. So I think it's, I think you literally have to get pressure by your top four or five guys. You know, you can blitz on occasion, but like it's going to have to be so strategic, but here's the key. Stop the run on first and second down, get them in third and long. Now you can do your twists and games with Danico and Jeff and create some of that uh, misdirection. Yeah, you got to get really creative. And, you know, we talked on the podcast this week about how the Titans defense, you know, I feel like a lot of Titans fans get frustrated with the defense at times. And obviously it doesn't help that Jim Schwartz is up in Cleveland, you know, working his magic as he tends to do. Um, But the Titans defense hasn't given up 30 points once this season. And, you know, they've they've got this habit of keeping or holding teams to 20 or less. It's just the offense can't win with 21. They can't find a way to get to 21. So I also just think that opponents know that they that once they get to 20 or once they score a couple over. touchdowns, they can just cruise. Exactly. And that's yeah. what's frustrating. And I think the Titans defense gets a bad rap sometimes just because the bar is set so high and the Titans defense has to perform so well in order to give the offense a chance to win. And a lot of that has to do with turnovers. But I look, I think that there's a chance they do get to Lawrence. I think there is a shot. But I just think that the Jags are going to have a better counter plan. Doug Peterson's a great offensive mind. Shane Bowen does great things on the defense, but he doesn't have the personnel this year to make things really tough on Lawrence on the back end. So that's where I think the Titans are going to get exposed this week. Uh, Andre has a super chat says, can we admit Vrabel letting Schwartz walk was a coaching version of J Rob and AJ uh, Bowen all uh, throw up also call Ken Dorsey to help out because Kelly needs it bad. Look, I, I don't, 
like, what do you mean by letting Jim Schwartz walk? Like, I I think if we have to like, look and remember the context of like, why was Jim Schwartz available to join the Titans as a senior coaching analyst or senior coaching assistant or whatever his title was. And Vrabel kind of talked about this and that there was something that Schwartz was dealing with outside of football where he needed to come back to Nashville, kind of get right himself and then was able to take advantage of the next opportunity that he wasn't, when he was in Nashville, he wasn't able to spend the amount of time necessary to be a coordinator. And so now he got past that and the Browns came calling and like, I don't think you should hate on Shane Bowen for that or hate on Vrabel for that. I, I think it was just what it sounds like a unique situation. And what I remember Vrabel saying is there was something that, Jim Schwartz was dealing with from a health standpoint where he could not commit to the defensive coordinator time constraints. Yeah. And like how much money can you throw at a senior defensive analyst when another team's offering a DC job? You know, like he, he was never going to replace Bowen. Bowen's defense was fine last year. I'm sure it had some holes, but I mean, it, it, it was, it was okay. I mean, it was solid. And I just don't know how you say, all right, you know what, Shane, you were in charge of calling the defense last year. We're going to let this guy behind you do it, even though you did a fine job. Like it's kind of like the Malik Willis, Will Levis situation where Levis didn't show enough in the, in the pre or in training camp or the preseason. He wasn't healthy enough. He didn't have the role necessary in order to, you know, you know, take over for Malik Willis. And so there was no reason to replace him at the start of the season. However, now with more data, more information, we know that that was probably the right decision to keep, to, to make Will Levis the backup. Now we probably know that Jim Schwartz would have made a hell of a defensive coordinator, but it's too late. And Shane Bowen hasn't done anything to be fired. So, I mean, I, I don't understand the conversation. Yeah. I'm with you on that. All right, Jack, you ready for uh magic bucket time? As ready as I can ever be. All right, let's do it. Shout out to Wilson County Hyundai. Always want to talk great about them. Payne Bone and his team in Lebanon. They really do a fantastic job of helping you get the right vehicle for your next ride. Make them a part of your new car buying process by seeing them in Lebanon. Save some money by going to Lebanon. Not those downtown prices. And also hit them up, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Jack, uh, do you have more Magic Bucket submissions? Because I think it's about time for print paper and some scissors to, so we can reload this. Button. I know I, I, you live so far away from me now that I'm going to have to wait till game day to see you to I drop them all off. Moved yet. I'm still okay. in the same place, all right. which we are. I was like, unaware of like, that. I think, um, I, I think, I don't think it's crazy to believe that we could get one of those vortex footballs from like 2003 and throw. Oh it yeah. Time. Yeah. I, yeah, on a good day with the wind blowing the right direction. Yeah, I mean happen. maybe. I mean, I definitely we're definitely like three wood distance. You know, you've you got a better a shot. You're downhill. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little downhill. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, maybe we can do that before I leave. Um, all right. Okay. So this one, <laughs> this one's going for for me. Uh, I had that. That's the talent. See, here we are. We're just repeating way too many magic bucket things. Um, all right. Magic bucket Have purgatory. You done the, have you done the talent that you wish you had? I don't think so. All right. Well, let's you do that it. one then. You, you said yeah, singing. I, I, let's, let's, I'll make that yours just so we can, you know, not have to dig through the bucket too long. So what's one talent that you wish you could do? 
One talent that I wish I do. Well, you know, going back as far as time allows you, the coolest person in the room was always the guy who could run the fastest, right? It's yeah. the first Olympics in, in Athens. It's Usain Bolt. I mean, sprinters are, gen- are, are generally the most cool athletes there are. And, you know, being the fastest at something, like you could train as hard as you want, but if I'm faster than you and I will, be, and I'm training at the same level you are, I mean, that's just like, you feel so much better than that guy. Like I would love to be the <laughs> fastest person that I knew. I, it would have helped in so many instances throughout my life, not just in sports, but just from running. I like, I, I would want to be, I would want to be the king of the Kings, be the fastest man in the world. I think the fastest man in the world is always the coolest man in the world. Second to the fastest, <laughs> second to being the fastest man in the world would probably be the strongest man in the world. But I think speed over strength. I don't want to be a big muscle turkey. You know, I want to be a, a gazelle. So you want to be I'm the going, fastest. You wish you were faster. That's so funny. I, I wish I was. I wish I was fast. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Danny asks, where should we DM the magic bucket ideas? Have a few written down. I would suggest DMing uh, A to Z on X. That's the easier dm inbox for us to manage instagram's kind of a mess facebook's a complete just black hole of dms but i would uh dm us on twitter slash x dm 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 them to me so i can take credit yeah you could dm them to jack yeah jack (laughs) age entry on on twitter if you want to do that all right uh jack i found one that i haven't done okay it's gonna be for tomorrow's show so sorry um, but you can laugh at it from afar. I have to draw a soul patch on uh, my face for the show. Oh, tomorrow. fun. Very fun. I like that. You could so, rock a little soul patch. I could see it. But do, no. do you, have to, you have to go clean shaven everywhere else, right? I mean, I need to do that anyway. So okay. um, it's I'm hitting approaching my week and a half, two week mark of, of having to shave. Uh, but yeah, naked, so. n- naked face with a soul patch. I like that. It's okay. like it's like uh, Bruno in that in that speedo outfit in that one movie. Maybe it was Bruno. Maybe it was Borat. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't but, know. No, nobody can rock a soul patch though. It's usually a bad idea. Yeah, it's usually, he, there's one. There's one look that you can rock a soul patch with, and I have an affinity for this because it was one of my favorite coaches and teachers growing up. You have to be completely bald with a soul patch, <laughs> wear some type of glasses. And just be able to rip on the guitar. Like that is the only way. And in probably in your fifties, that's about yeah. the rock guitar soul patch. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to play the guitar is absolutely necessary with the soul patch. You've got to be mu- musically inclined in order to rock one of those. Yeah. So uh, I'm not going to do that though. I'm not going to shave my head or play the guitar, but I will have to draw on a soul patch for the show tomorrow. So. We'll have to make it work. Yeah. We'll have to make it work. But uh, all right. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, on Sunday, there'll be the Jack and Sham, Sam show. That's hard to say. The Sam and Jack show. That's easier <laughs> to say with Jack second and Sam first. Uh, Sam and Jack will be live for Titan Game Day Live for these Titans Jags games, pregame, halftime, postgame. So get ready for that coming up on Sunday, uh, 30 minutes before kickoff between Titans and Jags. Shout out to all of our great friends. For our Titan Game Day Live, Adventure Science Center, Jarrett Fire, Chim Chimney, Bedham GM, the Mint Gaming Hall, Law Offices of Amanda J. Gentry, no relation to Jack, and also X Golf Nashville. So we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. I'll have to get to work on my soul patch, but also make sure you like the show on the way out. 
hit that thumbs up button. That helps us tremendously. So like the show before you go. We'll see you guys tomorrow on a Friday. Buck Rising live tonight during Thursday Night Football at 8-ish Central on these same channels. We'll see you guys later. Appreciate it as always.